0: we exclaim it's nothing but the truth. My hope is in the Lord. This time on and forevermore, it's a declaration of this point, as we heard this morning, we're making contact with this point. This time, forevermore, our hope is in the Lord. Father God, I pray there be any needs in your presence this morning. Supernaturally anoint each one of us for our hope is in the Lord. We love you. We worship you. And that's why we've come to your house this morning. We have not come in form, but we've come to worship you. The true and living God that's come down in this generation that has confirmed his word with thus saith the Lord and that is the God that we worship this morning we look to you the living Lord Jesus Christ so fathers we stand in the august presence of the mighty one we plead the blood of the lamb knowing we are insufficient within ourselves Lord unclean as it would be in your sight yet washed in the blood of the lamb cleansed and made holy declared to be the sons and daughters of god and so this morning father we pray that you'll anoint speaker and hearer the word of god may it be life each and one of us. May it not be a story. May it just not be dramatics. But may it be thus saith the Lord to every heart and every soul. Lord, not to put humanity behind it, but may eternity be its unction and force. We commit all things now into your divine care, saying thy will be done in earth. As it is in heaven. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you all. Nice to be found in the house of God. Isn't it? This world is not my home. We're just passing through. And the more and more as you see it falling apart. There's another home being built for us. Let not your heart be troubled. For I've gone to prepare a place for you. And that's a future home that I'm looking forward to. And I believe that it's a reality to each and every one of us. And God bless you, those that have joined by way of the Internet and those that are here this morning. As Brother Ryan was saying, there will be one service next week. Don't want to forget that. Anybody here early this morning? By an hour? If you are, you're the super prayed up one. I want you right here. I trust we've all now we figured life out that time goes back and time goes ahead. So we used to make those announcements when we were young and hardly knew anything. Now we're old and we know a little thing. So God bless you. God bless you. Brother Murphy Wong will be ministering this evening. I'm sure you won't want to miss that. I tried to twist his arm to take this morning to give him lots of time because I'm sure he'd like to report on what is happening in China. But he begged out and he owes me one. So God bless you, Brother Murphy. We're looking forward to this evening. Do you love the Lord? We say that, and it seems like it's a redundant. Of course, we love the Lord, or we wouldn't be here. We love the Lord Jesus with all of our hearts, more and more as we see time wrapping up. Please turn to Psalms 146. Had the privilege to speak last weekend in Seattle. We had a wonderful, wonderful time with the saints in Seattle. The church is growing. I make it down probably once every four or five months, and it's not enough and each time I go down there's new faces and they told me on um, on Sunday it gets up towards a hundred so that's amazing that's bigger than a lot of churches around America, and uh, it just keeps growing and we got to pray for a pastor, God raise up a pastor, and uh, may God grant that to us. Uh, Psalms 146. Psalms 146. Verse starting at verse 1. Praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. While I live, will I praise the Lord. I will sing praises unto my God while I have any being. Put not your trust in princes, nor in the Son of Man. It doesn't mean this Son of Man. It's meaning men that are born of this earth. Do not put your trust in a Son of Man or in whom there is no help. His breath goeth forth and returneth to the earth. And that very day his thoughts perish. Happy is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his god he doesn't stop there he says which made heavens and earth our hope is in the almighty Amen. david's trying to make a point here we're not just believing in some mist we're believing in a mighty god who rolled off the heavens and the and the suns and the moons and stars by his spoken word which made heavens and earth and sea all therein is, which keepeth truth forever, which executeth judgment for the oppressed, which giveth food to the hungry, the Lord loosen the prisoners. The Lord opened the eyes of the blind, and the Lord raises them that are bowed down. The Lord loveth. The righteous. May he add his blessing to the reading of his word. You may have your seats. Also, please turn with me to Acts chapter 27. Acts chapter 27, and that's Paul on his way to Rome with a perilous. Voyage ahead of him not too much different than us. Having a perilous voyage. God had already spoke to him, said you will be in Rome. So we know he's under prophecy of the Word of God, so nothing's gonna stop him from getting to Rome. Nothing. So now the preparation is being made, of course, and we understand that Paul has a lot of uh, input to give, but they don't want to take his input. If we understood that Paul was a prophet, I'd take everything that he said. But they didn't realize that he was a prophet. And then as as Paul was... Telling them what the future was going to be. He said now in verse 22. We know the winds have come. They can't land. Ship's going to be erect. But there will be no loss of life. We understand that. Paul has declared that. He's a prophet. Paul is now saying and now I exhort you to be of good cheer. What do you mean we're going to be shipwrecked? What are we going to be in the deep? The waves are going to crash over our heads. I can't swim. I mean, you can have any number of excuses you want. And I'm sure there was a lot of excuses that were being flying around the ship. But remember, the prophet said there will be no loss of life. Praise the Lord. It's been spoken. I exhort you to be of good cheer in the midst of a storm. We're just breaking into the church, the book of Acts. We're just starting the church. This is just an event. And he's saying to many unbelievers, be of good cheer. But he's not talking to a group of maybe six, seven, eight hundred people that are believers. You're not on a shipwreck. You're not in the deep. You don't have the waves thrashing you. But can I say, can I exhort you this morning? I don't care what your situation is. There will be no loss of life. To a believer, saints of God, that should give you great rest. That should give you great hope. That should give you great promise. It doesn't matter what the devil throws at you. My Bible says that you've passed from death unto life. There will be no loss of life Amen. to a believer. We can rejoice. Amen. I exhort you to be of good cheer. I exhort you to put a smile on your face this morning. I exhort you to be happy. As David said, I trust in the Lord. I will praise him each day. is the house of praise. is the house of worship. Amen. Where else? Where else? Do you want to do it in the grocery store? If you can't do it here, you can't do it in the grocery store. But I exhort you to be of good cheer. For there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but the ship. It's got to go. The ship has to go. This body has to be changed. You might go through some rough seas. Ships got to go. There's a new body waiting for a believer. For there stood by me this night, the angel of God. Now here, Here comes now his vindication. For there stood by me in Minneapolis, in Los Angeles, in Grand Prairie, in Dawson Creek in Edmonton there is an angel of God that stood with me can you say amen Amen. I'm not looking to a few thousand years ago I'm looking to a God of today an angel that stood with Paul stood with William Branham in this age and that same God the same one that stood with him is the same God that goes with us each day I'll never leave you I'll never forsake you you say amen, church. Amen. We are children born of the word of God. We're not born of stories. We're born by the word of God, by the incorruptible seed of God. Amen. For there stood by me, they're stood by a prophet. The alpha indeed is Omega. An angel of the Lord stood by me. Whose I am. He knew who he was. I'm the Lord's. And I hope you can say this morning. I'm the Lord's. Whom I serve. What did he say? Saying fear not Paul. Thou must be brought before Caesar. Nothing is going to stop you on your journey. We are on a journey called rapture. And I am believing I'm on that journey right now. Farther along than you and I even think we are. I know Israel's in their land. Amen. I know they're preparing for the rebuilding of the temple. You can say amen. I know they're believing for prophets to come. I'll say amen. But they're missing our part. And so we see it farther along than they do. Stay with me. Fear not, Paul. That will be brought before Caesar. And lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. How's the token bride doing? I'm giving you all those that sail with you. You might as well shout amen. amen. Remember, David praised him in his hope in the Lord. And we'll get into it because it'll be a, a double full message. Fear not Paul. Fear not Tom. Fear not Mark. Whose name do you want to put there, Todd? Fear not Todd. Thou must be brought before Caesar and lo the God that had given thee all them that sail with thee so now here comes your exclamation wherefore sirs can you imagine I don't know what's going on I don't know whether they're being tossed about to and fro on the deck I don't know whether stuff's getting thrown overboard I don't know whether the sails are ripped or torn I don't care what's going on mass broken mass not broken he, he is standing there proclaiming, Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. Amen. Wow. That's twice within a couple of verses. In a time of great turmoil. Be of good cheer. For I believe God, that, uh, for I believe God, comma, making a statement, for the, I believe God, That it shall be even as it was told me. May God add his blessing to the reading of his word. So a little title to this morning, it shall be even as he told me. The angel had something to say. And Paul never deviated from it whatsoever. So whatever that angel said, he believed it. He said, that was God. And whatever he said, it shall be even as he told me. It shall be even as he told me. God wants to have a personal relationship with you. So that you can say, it is even as he told me. That when the word of God actually comes over the pulpit. And you know it's not the words of a man. That you can say, it will be even as he told me. Because already in Acts 27 and 20, just a few verses before that, it says, that neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and it was no small tempest lay on us. Paul writes also, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. All hope was gone. And Brother Bram said, when all hope's gone, that's when hope comes on the scene. So now it almost like you have a... Uh, it's a paradox. Hope. You're saying just magnificently, my hope is in the Lord. We've touched on it over the years. Brother Branham said this in the message called, It shall be even as it was told me. So I can take a title, especially if a prophet used it as a title, surely I can take it as a title. It will be... As he told me. So now we start to understand that God actually speaks to us. And that's why we come to church. That God would speak to you. Speak to me. And when he says something to you. That you can anchor it to your soul. Not deviate from it. You don't look at the circumstance of it. You look at the promise of it. And who told you. Brother Bram says. All hopes. Think of it. Maybe you're sitting here tonight. All hopes gone. Maybe your little bark that you're sailing across earth. All hopes gone. You got cancer. Something else. Tuberculosis. Heart trouble. Or something that will kill you right away. Wherefore, sirs, I wish I had a voice that could not only fill this little room, but the whole Lord mainland could hear this. Wherefore, sirs, be a good cheer. Why? I believe God) I believe by his stripes I am healed. I believe, ask anything in my name, and you shall have what you ask. Wherever two or three agree in touching one thing, you shall have what you ask. Am I in a room of believers this morning? It shall be even as he told me. The Bible was written to me, Sharon. The Bible is written to you. It's not just a book. It's a love letter from God writing to you. It's not some words just printed on a piece of paper. It's God himself speaking. If you just want to make it a book with with words on it, that's all it is to you. But when you pick it up in the morning and you start reading it, you say, Lord, you're speaking to me. Speak to me this morning. Speak to me from thus saith the Lord. This is the word of God. Said, listen, when all hope's gone, you got cancer, something else, tuberculosis, heart trouble, or something that'll kill you right away. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. Oh, don't you just love that? It'll be as it was told me. If the angel truly comes from God and is sent from God, it's bound to be a direct message to you and I from glory. Hallelujah. Then when Brother Brown says there is no hopes, and when all hope's gone, then he's our hope and stay. Amen. And that's why Zechariah writes in 9 and 12, turn you to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Hope is a conundrum. Especially of us living in an age of English. Hope. Hope to the world is one different thing than God's hope. Why don't you turn to Hebrews 6 and 19? Hebrews 6, verse 19. Hebrews 6, 19 says, Which hope we have an anchor of the soul. Which hope we have an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast. Hmm. Hope that's both sure and steadfast. Which enters in to that within the veil? Can we just dissect it a bit? Which hope, or this hope, in the Greek, when they're writing, is meaning a hope of confidence and assurance? You think, well, I, I hope I get that race. Well it depends if you do it as what Webster would say you might not get it but if you say it as the bible says you're going to get it which hope do you want my this hope this hope is a confident hope it's an assured hope that it's an anchor To the soul. If you want to take hope. Even in. So I I looked up what the rabbis say about hope under the Old Testament. How David wrote of hope. In the Old Testament when David even wrote of hope. In the Hebrew. It's something that is expecting. Goal oriented. It's not like I'm hoping I might get it with no goal or no happening, or no result. So hope in the Bible, as I think I said maybe 10 years ago, faith, hope, and charity. Faith is powerful. Charity is, is the capstone. You think hope is a weak sister? How did hope get thrown in there? Hope. Hope is powerful. Look out, Jonas, after we're finished here, you're you're in trouble. Hope is more than what we look at. Or what we think. This hope, whether it be Old Testament or New Testament, comes with a confident expectation and assurance of receiving. hope. So how did hope, if it's so weak-kneed and so terrible, or I might get it or I might not get it, find itself in, a, in, a, in Hebrews 11.1? For faith is the substance of things you might get. It wouldn't make sense, would it? It doesn't make sense when you start putting what we think hope is or the common English vernacular is or maybe what Webster says hope is. But let's take what the Bible says it is. Let's take God what he says and it shall be even as he told me. It doesn't sound like a, oh, I hope I might, I, I think I could. It's a No. Faith, do we know it off by heart, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We can rattle it off, but it's more powerful than you think. Hope. Let's take it now at the, at the meaning of what the scripture declares hope is. Faith is the assurance, or the Greek says it's your title deed. Do you believe that you have it? Is it a substance? Faith is your title deed of confirmation of things hoped for, or it's div- divinely guaranteed. Faith is the substance. It's your title deed given to you. It's the confirmation of those things hoped for, which is a divinely guaranteed evidence. You shall have what you ask. I, I, I know I'm taking a little bit slow, but that'll it'll do you good. It'll put some meat on your bones because I'm just looking at a bunch of valley of valley of dry bones with some meat going on now. We want the breath to finish it off. So this hope is a confidence assurance. So then Paul, when he writes then, Hebrews 11 and 1, saying faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, mean it's the faith is the assurance of the title deed of my confirmation. And that is why you'll hear the prophet say when he talks about Calvary, Satan lost all legal rights. You got to look at it on legal terms. So if he lost his legal rights, then the deed has to be given back to the believer. So now by faith is the assurance or it's my title deed of confirmation of the things hoped for, which is my divinely guaranteed evidence of things not seen. So faith comprehends it as a fact. Oh, I, I, I trust the Holy Spirit can help us this morning. Faith guarantees it. As a fact. Michael, do you have your keys on you? Keys to your car? Yeah. Can I have them please? So you're giving me your keys. Thank you very much. I have Michael. I don't know what kind of car he drives. Yes, I do. No, I don't. I got his key. I have a key to a car, but I don't have the car. It's not mine. But Michael, you gave me your keys. You can have your key back. Thank you very much. Unless you want to give me your car. No, you don't. <laughs> so he gave me a gift or he gave me a part of something, but he didn't give me the full deal. He could say, you could use my car, you could borrow my car, even for a space of time. But it's not my car because I don't have the deed to the car. I don't have the substance to the car. I have the key. It will make the car go, but it's not my car. But when God gives you faith, it's not just the key. It's the title deed of the promise. And you can hold that before the devil and say, devil, this is substance faith. You lost your right. Jesus won it back. It is mine. And I believe what he said. Can you say amen? amen? This is not church theology. This is church reality. It's taking God at his word and you telling the devil by faith. They conquered kingdoms. By faith, Noah built an ark to the saving of his whole household. By faith, Sarah received strength to receive seed. She had substance to it. It became a personal guarantee. Mine. So then you should say, then if that's mine, healing's mine. Deliverance is mine. Joy is mine. Victory is mine. Every promise that lays in the Bible is mine. And I believe what the angel said. It's the angel of the covenant. I believe in the token hour. He says, you can have your families. Do you believe what the angel said? Do you believe that there's going to be a translation? Do you believe there's going to be a rapture? Do you believe there's going to be a new body? Do you believe there's going to be things that are to be? Do you think there's a new home? Why the angel told me. And I believe what God told me. Everybody still on track with me? Okay. We've preached a series on Hear Ye the Word of the Lord. So here's a quote out of Hear Ye Him. I think I alluded to it in a couple of services, but it will do you all good to hear Ye Him. Because we understand prophets speak in first persons. Prophet speaks in first persons. Not in their person, but in His first person for God. Thus saith the Lord, not thus saith Jeremy. Jeremiah. Isaiah it was thus saith the Lord is that you're with me on that, right? It's thus saith the Lord So brother Branham said this down. Here's now a prophet saying something. He said now through the word of the living God Through the word of the living God and through the word of God You have found faith for your salvation For your soul and for the healing of your body the same substance that saved you will heal you, Amen. deliver you. Because now, say, it's a guarantee. It's a title deed given. Amen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hoped for. Faith is the substance of things hoped Faith That is a title deed. Confirmation. That it's yours. It's your confirmation. Faith is substance. There's a confirmation that comes to the believer. That confirmation is yours. And for the things hoped for. Which means divinely guaranteed by the one who gave you faith. Faith comes from the word and hearing the word of God. Is that true? So then this guarantee doesn't come from brother Tom or any man or son of a man. Our hope is in the Lord. Amen. Our hope is in the Lord. The Word is a living Word. And through that Word, we find salvation in that Word. We find then a healing to the soul in that Word. You find healing to your body in that Word. When did hope come? I asked myself that question the other day, and I'm rolling it around in my mind. Where'd hope come from? Before the fall in the garden, did you need hope? Where'd hope come from? They lived in perfect harmony. They had everything at their disposal. Adam and Eve were gods of the earth. But when the fall came, When fallen man came, as Michael preached on Wednesday, the bruising promise was given, and that's where hope originated. Hope is not, I hope that he will bruise his head, as we would think that in a vernacular or by our speaking here in the English language in Canada and America. But it is a no. It's an assurance. It's a confidence. It is something that will and did take place. Hope. Can you imagine when it all took place? The fall came. Can you imagine the pandemonium that happened on earth when everything was once in harmony? Amazing when the lion was laying with the lamb and how things changed. Or the antelope with the cougar. What came over the earth? Something horrific. Something that your mind can't even put together. And chaos was created by the God of this evil age. And at its chaotic, epic point, I wonder whether Adam and Eve could ever come to the place of saying, is there any chance for it to return? Back to its Eden beauty. hope hope came by scripture and I'll put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed what a hope what a hope what a pitter patter of faith must have stirred there's gonna be hope and they can say it shall be even as he told us shall be even as he told me and then when they were exposed and walked away all of a sudden out of nowhere comes bleeding skins and lamb skins were provided for their covering and hope was increased Nailed down. How else? How else? Could they have faced what they did if God himself hadn't given them this blessed hope? Genesis 3 and 21 and... Unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord make the coats of skin, and he clothed them. I will sing of my Redeemer and his wonderful love to me. Hope was now being established. Within the hearts of his children. Not something that might not be obtained as I hope it will, but a confident assurance that a Redeemer will come. Establish that early within their hearts. Hope. My hope. Is indeed in the Lord. My hope is in the word of God. My confidence and my assurance is. In Christ. Alone. First Timothy one and one. Says this. Paul. An apostle of Jesus Christ. By the commandment of God our Savior. And the Lord Jesus Christ. Which is our hope. It's my confidence. He's my assurance. Christ, God himself, is my blessed assurance. So then can I say from the Easter seal that God spoke to us in this generation, as he did to Paul, as he did to Martin, as he did to Luther, as he did to Wesley. God speaks. But in this generation, he had a prophet. And that prophet said to you, His prophecies never fail. Glory! That's why Paul could be anchored on what the angel told him. God's word never fails. Never fails. It cannot fail. The word of God can't fail. Do you believe what the angel is telling you? His prophecy can't fail. His word can't fail. His promises can't fail. Oh, my. He said, as it's written by the spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead, if it dwells in your being and your body, It will quicken your mortal body. You can shoot it. You can burn it. You can do anything you want to. You can make fun of it. You can tear it down. You can do what you want. But God is going to raise it up. For he said, Every saint of God that has the promise in him knows that it's true. So fear not, brother. We're ready for this Easter. Can you say amen? amen? Because now here he's prophesying. He is speaking of an Easter. He's speaking of a rapture. You're with me. But brother Tom, man, it is so crazy out there. If a year ago we wouldn't think it is as crazy as it is today. A year ago we wouldn't think it is dark and dismal as it is today. And if God would give us another year, we'd make the same statement. We'd never believe it could get darker. But Brother Brown makes the statement on recognizing your day in this message. He says, now, he says, there, he says, I drew it on the wall. He says, now, he says, I put a little light in there. But when God wrote it in the heavens, he said, that last age is completely darkened out. But my angel said to them that overcome will I grant to sit with me there will be overcomers do you believe what he said there will be overcomers we will overcome Satan we will overcome sin we will overcome Laodicea glory we will overcome death itself That is our promise, saints of God. Don't you belittle this message. You raise this message up. This is Jesus Christ. He said, this is not some story. He said, do we realize, do we actually believe? It's not a story that's been told or a myth to us. Or is it something that sounds real? It's something that we can believe. Or is it something that's in us? That's part of us. That's more than life to us. What attitude do we sit in this morning in this tabernacle? Remember, saints, it will be a small flock that receives it. But in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I receive this message. Hallelujah. He said the seals are open. It's revealed to us. We know serpent seed. They argue about water baptism. They are as blind as Israel was blind when Messiah came. But Laodicea, he says, is as blind. They are blinded for you and I to go in a rapture. Hallelujah. Young people, do not be messing around. You can be sitting up there and you say, I got a future ahead. The only future you got is rapture. New body change. Don't let Satan get you down here and hook you down here. Jesus is here to lift you up. This world is not my home. We're passing through. That's what this message is all about. He said they can argue about serpent seed. They can argue about water baptism. He says you're blind and don't know it. But the God of this world has blinded you to it. But what's happening? God is chopping out a bride. Do you believe what he says? I believe what he says. Hallelujah. As a minister, everybody listening to me? Now now we have an angel talking to Paul. I believe I got an angel talking to me. I know it's for some, that's a big stretch for me. It's not a big stretch at all. As a minister of the gospel, I can't see one thing left, but the going of the bride. I believe what he said. I believe what he's telling me. Says there's nothing left, but the going of the bride and the bride has to be taken away before they can realize what's happening. They're bound. He's talking about Israel. They were scattered. But the bride has to be taken out of the way. They're waiting for the bride so their prophets can come. People think even in this message that they're going to help those prophets. Who helped William Branham? Who helped William Branham? It was the angel that led that prophet. It will be the same angel. That anoints Moses and Elijah to Israel. They're waiting for us to go. For the prophets to come. Hallelujah. Recognizing your day and its message. Amen. Glory. Men and women. Now I, I that's where I got the thought last week. Remember on inventory? How you got to take inventory, and sometimes it's messy to do inventory in in, in stores and dirty and all that way. Here's their inventory. Page 15, recognize your day in this message. Men and women, it's time to shake yourselves. Examine yourselves. See where we're standing. For death will not change it. So they've gone for 2,000 years. Moses for about 2,500 years. And Elijah. And just goes on in that thought. And then the next paragraph, he says, your nature this morning. If you're a doubter of God's Word here, are you listening to me? Time to shake yourself. If you're a doubter of God's Word here, you'll be a doubter over there. I don't care how holy you are, how you live, how good you live, it wouldn't change one bit to die. It's just your dwelling place. And if you can't accept the whole word of God, the way it's written, you won't do it there. So don't worry. You won't be there. Now you say, well, Brother Tom, that's strong. That's God speaking to an age. But I have to take that as to me. That's why I have to take inventory. Where he says, I don't care how holy you're living. He said, how you live or how good you live, it won't change one bit. You say, well, I believe this message for years, but not in the message. Wake up, people. This was given of God. No different than an angel came to Paul to get him to Caesar. That an angel came down in this generation to get you into a rapture. I'm sorry. This is not a club. Oh, I go to this church because I got friends there. And I go to that church because I got friends there. No, 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 no. I come to church to meet with Jesus. You can go to church after church and it's dead, dead, dead. But saints, I want to go to a church where there's life, where the word's living. People are being changed. Delivered from fornication, adultery, pornography, drinking, drugs, homosexualities, lesbianism, delivered by the word. What you are here, you'll be there You stay like that, don't worry You won't be there I'll play with church, I'll come with mommy and daddy You gotta have your own experience, son So I've been 22 and birthed here at Cradle Row Have been dedicated by the pastor You even dedicated me, brother Tom That has nothing to do with it You must be born again Born by the word of God Hallelujah That's why Paul can write in 1st Timothy 1 And 1 Paul an apostle Jesus Christ by the commandment of God Our Savior Our Lord Jesus Christ Which is our hope Webster, it's an optimistic desire. The world typically thinks it is a desire for something in the future, but uncertain whether whether it will be attained. There's, There's your Webster, there's your English understanding. There was a philosopher in the time of Nero, or Titus, one of the two. His name is Seneca. And his, his best statement he could make was Nero, sorry, it's Nero. The Tutor of the nefarious emperor Nero. His best defin- definition of hope was, it's uncertain good. But in the Renaissance, when the word was starting now to become alive, Dante made a, made a, a, a statement, He was an artist. He said, life without Christ is hopeless. It's a hopeless. Life without Christ is a hopeless end. Hopeless end. And in Christ, an endless hope. Can you say amen? Amen. Life without Christ, he says, is a hopeless end. But a life with Christ is an endless hope. Can I tell you another? I thought thought that was a great statement. And maybe I might make a quotable quote. Maybe somebody said it already, but I'm sure they have. There's no new thing under the sun. But I'll make make the statement. There's no hope in hell. And I wondered, well, that is a statement people use. I didn't even know why. And I don't, I don't mean to be funny. I don't need to be... But now I understand. In hell there's no hope. But with Christ, it's an endless hope. Hallelujah all the time. Amen. Hope, in its biblical form, is shorthand for unconditional certainty. You might want to put that on your Bible. Whenever you say hope now, don't ever think it's an uncertainty. Hope is as as certain as certain can be. In the New Testament, when it was used, hope means it will absolutely, positively come to pass. Hence, when it refers to the return of Christ as our blessed hope, it's referring to something that you can count on. Amen. You can count on it. It will come to pass. It's absolutely certain. Now you understand. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. When a man and a woman or a woman that knows the word and will of God, you become persistent. (laughs) True. You become confident because it's your assurance. It's your faith. It's your title deed. It's a certainty. You can't let go. Sister Eileen, I think of you often when I read on persistence or perseverance. There's not a time that she doesn't come up here. And before we even pray for her, I know I'm already healed. And I keep on saying, why are you coming here then? I just want you to pray for me. Okay, we'll confirm that God already healed you already. That's persistence. When man or woman knows the word of God and the will of God, they become persistent. Persistent. You become perseverant. No matter what science says, my doctor said you can't have children. My doctor said Joanne can't have children. I can't believe doctors. They do their best. At best, they do their best. And Brother Batman would never speak evil of a doctor. In fact, he praises them, and we thank God for them. And there's a special place for them. But they're only still man. They're man. Science says you can't God says you will Come on. Come on. I believe what he told me Ask and you shall receive knock and it shall be open Can I hear an amen? You can be persistent with it Doctor after doctor can say this that and everything else And you take God at his word and say, you might say it, science might say it, doctors might say it, the world might say it, but the word of God says this. He says, you can be persistent no matter what science says. Well, they can't do this and you can't do that. And you know it anyhow. You know, he says, you got a hold of something. You've got a hold of something. And that something's got a hold of you. Amen. I got a hold of something. And I sure ain't going to let that angel go. Jacob said, I won't let you go till you bless me. I don't know why he said that. I say, I won't let you go, period. But, of course, we know scripture and it had happened. And I don't see that facetiously. I've got the Lord and I will never let him go. He said something... You've got a hold of something, and something's got a hold of you. You're rotating together. Oh, God, let our faith rotate together. Amen. Is that right, Sister Roxanne? Sorry, I have to bring your name into this. Sister Roxanne's sitting there. It's it's a rotating faith. Yeah, I don't care if you look at your children. I don't care if you look at their situation. It's a rotating faith. God says, something's got a hold of you, and you've got a hold of something. And then you put on a tape, as Sister Roxanne puts on a tape. Now, does God know she's going to put on that tape? Is he omnipotent? Is our God all-knowing? And you will put on a tape at the right time. You ladies sitting there. Ladies sitting there. I'm a lady. I'm sitting here. You have three children. And one of those children's a daughter. Hallelujah, and a mother says I claim her why because there's a rotation going on Something's got a hold of you Roxanne and you got a hold of something else and we're not letting Renisha go Another mother comes to me the other week. she said brother Tom I didn't know what kind of service we were gonna have but I just came expecting I said that's the get- That's the best way to come she said, but I came expecting but I didn't expect that much Then I say unto you, expect more. Watch God start moving in the assembly, saints. God's moving from lives to lives. And it's by his word. By his word. Because you can anchor your hope on what the word says. Something's got a hold of you. You got a hold of something. You're rotating together. Hey Amen. You can't explain it My mom and dad they're totally confused people my pa- my brothers and sisters. They're totally confused And I couldn't explain it. I don't know it. I don't know anything The only thing I know is that he saved me That's one thing. I didn't know next revelation. I got as it was in the days of Noah I tell you what, saints, that will hold you through anything. And in that revelation, serpent seed became alive. And something got a hold of me and I got a hold of something. And we've been rotating together for 40 some odd years. Amen. And you can't explain it. You can't scientifically prove it. But something has a hold of you this morning. Amen. And there's nothing. Are you listening? I'm believing what he told me now. Are you believing what he said? There is nothing that's going to stop it, Larry. Nothing is going to stop that rotation. Hallelujah. Glory. Nothing is going to stop it. Why? It's solely based on thus saith the Lord. Amen. Blessed be the Father, Peter writes in First uh, Peter 1 and 3. Blessed be the Father and God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us unto a dead hope. Is it? What is it? Living, lively hope. By the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. It's his boundless mercy to us through the new birth that we have an ever living hope. And that living hope is through his resurrection. That's why David could say, happy is he that hath God, the God of Jacob. For he is his help, whose hope is, uh, is in the Lord his God. For thou art my hope, O Lord God. Look it up if you want to. you got the time. Psalm 71 and 5. Thou art my hope, O Lord. Lo, Lord God. Look it up. It means thou art my help, O Lord Elohim. Almighty oh, God. You're my help. And if he's helped you once, he'll help you forever. When he reached down his hand once, he'll reach down his hand forever. Jeremiah says, blessed is the man who trusted in the Lord, whose hope is the Lord. Lamentations 3 and 24. The Lord is my portion and saith my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. Paul. Writing in Romans 15 and 13, now the God of hope fill you with all joy. The God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you would abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. It's wonderful scripture. Wonderful word. Oh, sinner tonight, how can you walk away from this place out from under the token? How can you take any chance on any church member or anything else? How can you afford to do this? Seeing we're living in a time where there is no hope. Now he's making reference to the hope of Laodicea. Why would you take refuge where there's nothing but destruction and perversion and tribulation? Why? Why are you listening to Satan? You're listening to somebody because you're not listening to God. Seeing we're living where there's no hope in politics. There's no hope in future. The only thing that lays is the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and the coming of Jesus Christ to get his church. Say, Brother Tom, you've been preaching for a long time. The church has been here for a long time. Do not fall into this category, please. Do not fall into Second Peter 3 and 3. Do never fall there. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers. Walking after their own lusts. Saying, where is the promise of his coming. But Brother Tom, the prophet's gone off the scene since sixty five. Well, if he would have came in seventy five when I got saved, who wouldn't be here going in a rapture? And if you would have said, Well it should have been last year we go into rapture or two years ago we wouldn't have James and Shirley sitting here. So people say, where is the problem? We are in the coming of the Lord Jesus. The problem of it is you get that mindset because you're out of the word. Because no man can see the kingdom of God unless he's born again. And so they say, well, where's the promise of his coming? You, you, you've been preaching for years. The prophet left in 1965. Where's the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. Paul says this, for they are willingly ignorant. And especially in this age and in this church or whoever will hear this message that's not saved. You are willingly ignorant. God is wanting to save your lost soul. God is willing to draw you to His side at Calvary. He's willing to redeem you. But now, especially now, as Paul has written, and prophecy will always come to pass, they're willingly ignorant. When an angel of the Lord has stood so dramatically in this generation and people try and put this message down and deny it and destruction is the end thereof. But to a believer that believes the angel of God today. Endless. Scriptures. Now you tell me, saints of God. Can can can, can I just... Will you give me another hour? <laughs> I was going to say five minutes, but I knew you would always give me five, but you won't give me an hour. How many scriptures were prophesied for Jesus to come? How many? A lot. You see, most Most people would say, well, there's a lot of scriptures. But do you realize... One commentator starts to lay them all out. And I just wrote down a few. Three hundred and thirty three scriptures were written of a prophecy Messiah would come. Can you imagine? Isaiah says, Isaiah 4, 7 and 14, born of a virgin. Micah said he will be out of Bethlehem. Jeremiah said there'll be a slaughter of children. Hosea said they'll be, they'll be called out of Egypt. Jeremiah says there'll be an entry into Jerusalem, which there was. Isaiah, he'll be anointed of the Spirit. Psalm says they'll feed him gall and vinegar. And Psalm says there are not a broken bone in his body. Isaiah says he will, um, he'll, he will, uh, the dead, burial and resurrection of Christ will be for our sins and our forgiveness, and then we've got Daniel, we've got Isaiah, that he will be Emmanuel, and I'm just listing off too fast, unfortunately, I'd like to read each one of the scriptures, Jeremiah talks about the disciples forsaking him, Jeremiah, or Zachariah talks about his soul for 30 pieces of silver, Isaiah said he'll be spit on and scourged. his hands will be pierced in Psalms 22 and 16, and how many people actually realize Messiah came? Oh, I'll know. I'll, I'll, I'll be ready. They weren't even close to being ready. Jesus came to earth as a babe. Born of a virgin. And angels were sent, as Brother Ram said, not to the uppity not to the Pharisees and not to the Sadducees, not to the religious people. It was sent to shepherds, simple shepherds. And yet it was so profoundly written in the scriptures what he would be like, how he would come, what he would do. And they missed him. He makes his great entry into Jerusalem and out of Zechariah as it had been prophesied he would. And when it was fulfilled, they cried, who is this? So even all you say, well, I can see the scripture. I I, I can read the scripture. Unless God opens the scripture. You're not going to see nothing. No man can come to me unless the Father draws him first. Salvation is given of the Lord. And it's by His grace. So you say, well, brother Tom, that was His first coming. How about His second coming? And we understand, of course, that we're in his second coming. And Daniel even starts it rolling where he said, shut up the words of the book until the end. As we took in Seattle, shut up the book. And now we realize Revelation 5 has taken place and the book was taken a hold of and the Lamb opened the book. And now we shut it up till the time of the end. So we're at the end time. So we can say we're at the end time, but nobody's getting serious. Unless God makes it serious. We can know all the quotes. We can know all the words. Many things. And yet I was saying to Sister Joanne the other day when I was working on this thought. Here you got Andrew following John the Baptist. And the Lamb comes. Jesus comes. Imagine the Jordan, and there's Andrew sitting there with John. And John, being the messenger, preparing the way of the Lord, says, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. And they sat there. Messiah had come. But they just sit there. But it was the next day when Jesus came again, and John said, Behold the Lamb that taketh away the sins of the world. <laughs> Andrew got a revelation that that's Messiah where do you live I'm following you it takes God to open our eyes Lord open our understanding we see many things and we can tie many things in scripture but Lord don't let me miss you we can live holy lives nice families Lord, don't let me miss recognizing what's happening, but I love it because one gets another and one gets another. Andrew gets Philip, and Philip gets Nathaniel and here's Nathaniel I mean, can you imagine a knock on the door and it, and it's your best- your best friend and he says. In John one and forty five, Philip findeth Nathanael and said unto him, We found him. My first question was found who? <laughs> Philip says unto Nathanael, said, We found him of whom? Moses and the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said unto him, Nazareth. Could any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said unto him, Just come see. And Jesus saw Nathanael coming unto him and said, Behold an Israelite, indeed in whom there is no guile, no deceit, no subtility. Nathanael said unto him, Whence knowest thou me? He says before, and Philip called you. Jesus answered said unto him Or oh, before Philip called you I saw you under the fig tree Nathanael said unto him Now listen to this this is an interaction that just happened in just literally minutes Rabbi thou art the son of God Thou art the king of Israel Just because he told him he was an Israelite in whom there was no guile. He caught the revelation of rabbi. Son of God. King of Israel. I say, oh God, may I walk into that kind of walk. That when I read the word, I can see you high and lifted up in all your glory. Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. And yet today, we have a prophet come and said, there's an angel over you. You were praying, weren't you, lady? I can't, I can't heal you. You can't hide your life. You're in a dying condition. That's true. You know well. Well, look, there were four lepers one time. One sat at the gate of Samaria in the city where they were eating another's children. The Syrian army backed them up. Why do we sit here? If we sit here, we'll die. If we go to the city, we'll die. We've only got one choice. That's go down to the camp of the enemy. And if they save us, we live. And Brother the turned around. I think I preached on it a while ago. And God rewarded their faith. And they went down to the enemy's camp. And the loving father supplied for them is the same god that's going to heal you tonight if nathaniel can can believe a rabbi son of god king of israel by one discernment surely then this church can believe god for anything do i hear an amen He said, that same God that provided for them in the enemy's camp will heal your crippled condition, will heal your heart trouble, because he's Jesus Christ. Now, that's just one time. One time he yells out, Rabbi, son of God, king of Israel. And I just thought, Mrs. Brooks, you hear me now? You're going to get well. Mrs. Host, Mrs. Ruth Myers, Mrs. Howell, Mrs. Pee-Pee, Mrs. Gray, Mrs. Schaeffer, Mrs. Austin, Mrs. McKay, Mr. Walton. They didn't yell out, prophet! We're in the Lord's coming! It wasn't for them, but all that was for you Do you believe what he said? Hallelujah Will you accept him as your personal savior now? Here comes a person in a healing line. They want to get healed people want to get healed So he comes up in this healing line. They got cancer of the lungs. He says you got cancer he said, but now, he said, you need something else besides that. He says, you need salvation. You need salvation. So now, here is a prophet looking into a life saying, you need salvation. And he, and, he, and they agreed. They said, yes. He said, will you accept him? Also, he said, will you accept him? You will. You need a savior. Amen. Do you accept him as your savior? Raise your hand if you accept him. Oh, you accepted him. Yes, God knows who you are. Mr. Keith, go back home. You're healed. You're saved. Glory. That was an angel speaking to them. And if they believed it, they got what they asked. Do you believe the word? Do you believe Jesus, the mighty angel? You can have what you asked this morning and whatsoever you ask believing. You shall have what you ask. Let me tell you something. So that was the missus. How about you, Mr. Boggs? How about you, Mr. Murphy? Don't you hear that voice speaking? That's not me. That's God speaking to you. Amen. Amen. That wasn't my voice. That was him operating my voice. Do you believe what the Lord Jesus just spoke? That wasn't me. That was Jesus speaking to you. Do you believe what this angel has said? I don't care what tempest you're in. I don't care how broken your boat is. I don't care what your condition is. Jesus is here to minister to your need. God, help my unbelief or strengthen my believing. Or can I repeat a quote that I quoted just maybe Three or four years ago, I pulled it up. He says, why don't you just come down here to the front? Why don't you just... Don't you feel the pulsation of God's presence? Why don't you just come here? Don't you feel this pulsation? Come on up here. And as the people were coming up, he said, I am the one that sent the Holy Ghost. I am the one that gave the promise. Brother Branham has nothing to do with this. He has surrendered his life to me. I am using his spirit. I'm talking through his lips. That's me. I am the Lord. Come down. And you thought that that whole place would have got out of their seats. But only those that heard what the spirit said to the church. So I say to you this morning, if the Holy Spirit has spoken to you on an individual basis, not collectively as a group. But you as a person that has individual need, that angel came to Paul is the same one that can come by your seat right now, that can speak to you. And can you declare, I believe God and I believe what he told me. Musicians, why don't you come? I believe what he told me. Maybe you're believing for something that is impossible. You can believe that God has spoken to you this morning by the word of God. That you can say, I believe what the Lord has spoken to me this morning. And I will not waver. It's a blessed assurance. It's an anchor to my soul. It's a title deed. It is a divinely given promise and nothing is going to shake me from it and you want to make a personal declaration you can stand you can raise your hand you can do whatever you want but i know god has put a thought or maybe a burden for someone here this morning because he's the same yesterday today and forever and my god is an awesome God. And He rules, and He reigns. And He moves, and He deals, and He speaks, and He spoke, and I believe this morning, if you can believe, as Brother Biscoll, your pastor, quoted what the angel of the Lord said to a prophet if you can get the people to believe you nothing will stand in the midst of your prayer not even cancer and I had this scripture and God spoke to me and I believe it and I believe what he said are you believing this morning Lord I believe To believe for all that you've promised me this morning. Be of good cheer. There'll be no loss of life. Amen. It'll be even as I've spoken. And Paul steps back and said, God, whose servant I am, it shall be even as it was told me if you can believe this morning it will be even as God spoke to you individually our dear heavenly father with our heads bowed some standing some sitting some with arms raised some with hearts that are open You are still the mighty God. You still the raging sea by the word of God. Peace be still. Let that same one come, Lord, and speak peace to the troubled soul this morning. It'll be Exactly how you said it, according to your word. Father, with hands of faith, we take a hold of the promise. We embrace it. We hold it dearly to our hearts. And we accept it in the name of Jesus Christ. Then, Lord, I receive, I'm going to receive it with all my faith. Faith indeed is the substance of things holy. there's somebody here that hasn't received Christ Jesus as your own personal Savior. Lord, I need to know you in the power of your resurrection. I need to know you, Lord, personally. I don't want to go in this world any longer alone. I need a friend that will guide me every step of the way. And you want to surrender and just say Jesus just as I am without one plea hear my Lord in this little closing service willing to surrender willing to give all willing to have God take supreme control of your individual life heavenly father at the close of the service giving opportunity Maybe that last soul to come in, Lord. We believe we're living in an hour and a time of the catching away. Time has gone on enough. Israel is preparing. God, there's a bride that's getting ready to leave. Lord, is that one person that might be here that doesn't know you in the power of the bleach of the blood of the lamb? And take the burden of sin off them, Lord. That you could speak peace to the troubled soul. Change their lives forever. And that person would be here in this room. I pray, God, that you'll deal, speak, as they commit themselves to you. May the great shepherd guide them every step. Every step of the way in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. My hope, one more time, in closing. A little slower, a little bit more meaning. My hope is you. Bye. o'clock. Amen. Take the word of God and hold it dear to whatever God's made real to you this morning. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.